Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane, here as always with the one, the only, Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Hello, Rob. What's up? We have been... <laughs> what's been up promoting. to me? No, I think uh, what's up to you, my friend. We have been hyping, promoting, teasing... A little, little hype, little hype about a big thing we did at the last episode. This is, And I mean... We're going to pay off a tease, Rob. We're going to pay off we're a gonna tease. We're going to pay... First time for everything. <laughs> We've been doing this for 145 episodes, and we have uh, big news. I said the biggest probably since we went to Blue Wire. No, um, this, is big. This, 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 this is bigger. This, this, I'm not sugarcoating this. This blows everything else we've ever talked about out All of right, the water. Ready? Out of the water. All right. So the drum roll is uh, I'm leaving the Worcester Red Sox. What? And I am taking a job with Top Golf, and uh, I am going to basically be running their partnership sales for the Northeast um, as Top Golf grows and expands into uh, the Northeast. Uh, so I will run a territory from Baltimore, which hasn't opened yet, but they're about to. Uh, Baltimore to however far north the Top Golf goes, right, the Maine or whatever. So. Um, yeah, man, I am. Uh, I got a new job. Well, first of all, congratulations! I have a gigantic glass of whiskey here, and I have a beer that I'm here. I've got a crack. Well, I should have a whiskey, but it's upstairs, and the beers are downstairs. The booze so. has not been bruised. I am going Don't to you, salute you to you, my friend, and cheers it, to you. It was a oh, long cheers. cheers to you. It was a long, long process. Lots of discussions, which this this podcast is going to be dedicated to a true behind-the-scenes peak. It's like of, taking my own advice. For... That's, I was going <laughs> to say that. Literally, you put your money where your mouth is at this point. And I, I'm sure, as, as I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard multiple times from our lovely wives, we don't take our own advice that we give on our podcast. And we do not. You I did, though. did. And I think... No, no, you did, and we'll dive into that, and I think the process that you went through and the discussions we've had and why you made this decision, which I am essentially going to interview you. We're going to flip the script. We're going to flip the script. and Fli- Flip it today. We're going to flip it, and we're going to ask Rob questions about his career choice, <laughs> how he got to this point, and what he's going to be doing, as he kind of briefly just described, and he's over, he's kind of underselling it because, by the way, I don't know if anyone picked up on the little drop of top golf mentioned in the last episode or two that was like oh it's a freight train runaway freight it's train a freight train it is it's crazy so you've accepted this job when rob when was the final decision to go to top golf well i probably like if today is august 16th um i probably did it right at the end of right at the end of august or around the end of august end of july beginning of july somewhere around there was this the i mean august august jesus man end of august end of july beginning of august ish was this the hardest thing you've ever had to do in your career? Um, no, uh, I don't think so. Close. Um, the hardest thing I think I ever had to do was get fired. Um, I know that sounds weird, but like that was the hardest thing I ever had to do was to get through getting fired and when I got fired in Scranton, right? So that process was harder. But this was not easy. This was no layup. Um, this is leaving an industry that I've done for 17 years. And it was not just like, oh, there's a job. I'm going to go take it. Thanks. See ya. And like no discussion. I mean, 
truthfully, I mean, if we go back, I was thinking and about, you know, other opportunities, what's out there. And you and I, before and after the podcast, I mean, we do the podcast for what, 45 minutes or so. I mean, there's times we were down here for three hours. Yep. Right. And we were talking about like, you know, what I think one of the hardest questions that you ever asked me and that we talk about all the time on this show is like, what do you want to do? It's like, hell, I am like 40. Well, you're still asking me the same question. Like I asked a 20, what do you want to do? And because that's harder with me, right? Because my minor league thing was basically running the whole business. And in this role in uh, Pawtucket and Worcester, it was running all the revenue, right? So you are selling kind of, you're managing kind of, you're, you know, building the teams together. Like what, 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 what do you want, what do you want, what do you want to do? The operation side of it, you guys all saw me with a backpack blower blowing fireworks in the rain in 50 degrees. That's probably the second worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, like, uh, what do you want to do? And I think you asked me that, fuck, I don't know, hell, uh. I don't know, a year ago, maybe a year, year and a half ago. And it probably took me until January, December 31st, 2020 to answer that question. Why do I remember that date? I was working and I was uh, working with a guy to potentially do something uh, as a partnership. And I went to uh, Polar Park. It was in the middle of being constructed. Pre-pandemic, right? No. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. This is December 31st, 2019. My apologies. And um, it's pre-pandemic. No, it's 20. It's 20. It's absolutely 20. It's 20. It's 2020. It was, we were allowed to be around people, but we could not, we were out, allowed to be around people. We could wear uh, masks. Anyway, 2020. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was eight months ago. It was eight months ago. It was definitely eight months ago. It was eight months ago, and I go up uh, to Polar Park. It's still being constructed, and I um, meet a guy to walk around the ballpark about potentially coming on as a partner. I walked him around. I shook his hand. We did a deal that was multiple years, six figures. It was awesome, right? Shook his hand. We did that deal. And I got in the car. The guy was awesome. He gave me like a $100 bottle of champagne to celebrate that night. He gave me, not me, the other way. And uh, I drove home. I had Pearl Jam cranked. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like on cloud nine. And I'm like, that was the best. Name something better than that. I couldn't. So what that did was answer the question that you asked me probably 12 months before that or somewhere around there, what do you want to do? And the thing I enjoy the most, unequivocally, with my job, I oversee sponsorships, tickets, merchandise, special events, and concessions. What do I like most about that? Doing partnership deals. So what that did was to say, all right, if you are going to do this and you are going to go down a different road, You've got to find something getting that, right? That moment with Pearl Jam cranked with a $100 bottle of champagne in my uh, passenger seat, driving down the interstate, that feeling that I had there, awesome. Like, I can't replicate that doing anything else. Do, whoop, 
uh, do that. I and, remember uh, you, you. I remember you called me after that deal, and you were f- so fired up, like you were you were just like run through a brick wall mentality at that point. You were you walked me through it, and I think you told me at that point you answered your question. I, I love to sell. I, I want do. To sell. I do. I want I to just sell. do. And we're like, and okay, great. But it just happened to be in the middle of a pandemic, so like things got a little bit <laughs> paused. And then our next conversations regularly before, after podcasts were about different opportunities. And I think listening to you, and I think you can attest to this as you speak through this, there was a there was a point after the ballpark opened that you realized something. And what, what was that realization that you came to as you were going to games, you were still commuting up there? Like you told me this very vividly and I knew I knew then I was like, okay, we're we're nearing the end. Like we're we're getting closer to this to actually happening. Get uh I, I think what it was was like Saturdays suck and Sundays suck and leaving my kids on weekends and nights like my kid like we have a six game homestay my mom my 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 mom my mom my wife is going to put the kids to bed every single night and that was becoming impossible and um there was also something that happened too so i don't know if i answered if that was the no, no, answer was. that you, i gave you you realized you told me you didn't you, you didn't it wasn't fun and you didn't want to be there anymore right you didn't want to be there on a saturday no, night no i wanted to be there i wanted to be with my kids i wanted to be yep. with my uh, with my wife, like, you know, putting her through all that stuff of, you know, just like having a five-year-old and a one-year-old at home is like, you know, what she's doing, what she was a saint. I mean, literally, she's been the most supportive person through this whole minor league journey, right? Uh, through the ups, through the downs, through everything else. She was the most supportive person, has always been. The other thing that I learned, too, is this. Not only during that process, I didn't just talk to you. I was talking to other folks, right? And I'll leave him nameless because I'm not, I didn't know that he doesn't know that I'm talking about him. But anyway, it was a guy at the NBA, and I have a few connections at the NBA. And I was talking to him. And he used to be a minor league guy, and he was in the minor leagues um, for about as long as I have—17, 18, 19 years, somewhere around that, right? And I asked him. I said, "You know, you left the NBA. You went to Learfield um, to go to uh, to sell for one of their properties." And I said, "Why? Why did? Why did you get out? Like, what was your?" What was your time to, to leave? He goes, how did you know it was time to leave? He didn't get fired. He left, right? And he goes, I didn't get high at the highs, and I got crushed by the lows. And that, there, there was something that, like, never rang more true to me than that. Minor league stuff, I love. I do. I, I still love the business. I love it with, uh, uh, I, I do. I just love the business, right? But the highs weren't as high for me anymore, right? Like, Opening day was cool, right? But I remember being higher on opening days of the other ballparks more, right? The Omaha one, the Scranton one. And I remember, you know, when we got through the pandemic, we had some, like, jam nights. And I was like, this is cool, but wasn't as cool. Like, you know, does that make sense? Totally. No, um, you, you, and you and I have talked about this as we talked about it, your other opportunities, and the question that's always hard for you and I at our point in our career, you mentioned like you're going to be 40, and we tell we tell people this all the time, you're never going to stop asking that question of like what do you want to do or what's like the next step because that's going to change throughout your life and throughout your career span. You have accomplished in 17 years what people sometimes could only dream of, right? 
So you've been a team president for the New York Yankees AAA farm team. You've opened three ballparks. My question to you always has been lately, what are you working towards, right? Like, yeah, right. Are you going to become team president again? Is that what you want? What are you looking for? What are you getting out of this? Like, and you were struggling answering that question because I think you were done chasing what you've already done. Like, you, you couldn't top what you've done, right? What was Amy what and I were bigger? just talking about this. Amy and I were just talking about this. When I was in Omaha, you know, we got the new ballpark open, and that was, like, the coolest thing ever. And I was so young, and I was like, you know, I, I really tried to uh, – I was like, wow, that was that was cool. But I always knew, like, I was dying to be a team president. I felt like I was going to be a team president. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be the Yankees AAA affiliate. But I was like, I'm going to be a team president. And then I go be the team president, and I loved it. We were doing great. And then when I got let go, I have this – competitive fire in me or someone told me that I couldn't do something you know they told me to you know not work here anymore and all I wanted to do was to get back in the game and shove it up their ass yeah and like uh go in and say I get that you don't think you don't think that I can do this watch me right and that was driving me and uh to be able to though I didn't become a president again I was running, you know, so much part of the business, right? The whole entire top line of the business. Yeah, chief, 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 oh, chief, chief, chief revenue officer. Whatever. The, titles are free. And uh, <laughs> so, I, and we're going to leave Worcester. I'm going to leave Worcester as the number one revenue team in all of minor league baseball. If my goal was to shove it up the owner's ass, uh, I think I accomplished it. For sure. And so, and then it's like, all right, then what? And uh, so, like, there's just, just kind of like that asshole side of me, if I can say that. I can say it's a podcast. I can say whatever I want to. But there's that asshole side of me that I just wanted to, like, F you, I'm coming. And uh, I think I did that. And then it was like, you know, pandemic happened. There was some other stuff. And it was just like family stuff. And it's like, all right. And I had that epiphany moment of doing that deal. And then it's like, all right, it's time to go. I mean, this is this is something that everyone will face at some point in their career, right? It's the hardest decision you have to make in terms of leaving behind an industry that you've been only in for 17 years. Like you're still in sports, you're moving into a, you're staying in sports, you're right. going to a extremely different type right. of side of the sports business, but you're still working in a, in, a, in in sports and but a very unfamiliar territory for yourself which is scary and also exhilarating and also challenging. And sometimes in life you get to a point where you need that challenge. You need to be re-motivated, reinvigorated because look, you could manage a Meyer league baseball operation or open a stadium now with your eyes closed, which is crazy to say, but it's probably true because opening one baseball park is, is insane. Opening three is ludicrous. As you could in attest. ten years, and in one in, in a, ten years, and one in a pandemic. So yeah, for the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, like like just crazy. Yeah, it doesn't it, the minor league stuff? It doesn't. I think I've done a pretty good job over seventeen years, and it's been good. Uh, and it's you know I think that's going to take me a little bit. Uh, I, you know I'm really proud of what we've done. 
and uh, I think you know these next few weeks before I start, I don't start with Top Golf until after Labor Day, um, and uh, I'm taking two weeks off, and I think I have eight rounds of golf in two yeah, weeks. I'm one of them. So I'm one of them. You're one of them. You're one of them. Yep. Um, so I can't wait. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to kind of walk through here is, all right, how the hell did you get that job? Yeah. Right. Yep. So I've been talking, like I said, I've been talking with some other folks about like, you know, I kind of got my eye open, that kind of stuff. If you see anything, you know, kind of let me know and, you know, just kind of BS. So one of my really good friends, his name is Ben Hemmen. And, uh, Hemmen, uh, I hired Ben as an intern uh, at the Las Vegas Winter Meetings, probably in like, I don't know, 2008, 2009, uh, somewhere around there. And Hemin, uh, uh sent me a text. And he sent me a couple of these. None of them mattered until this one. And uh, he sent me a text that said, "I uh, stop what you're doing and look at this. And uh, I looked at it and he found a LinkedIn uh, job posting for... I think my title's you know uh, regional director director of global partnerships whatever at top golf for the northeast and i was like oh shit like this is something right mm-hmm. so i look at it and i'm scanning it was like you know it was like you know everything that you want it's like do you have a 10 years of experience selling and managing people do you you know blah 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 check 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 and i was like top golf is growing like freaking wildfire and i was like this could be worth exploring so Rather than going on LinkedIn and hitting apply and getting lost, um, I didn't do that. What I did was I made a phone call. Uh, the person will remain nameless. And to a very high-ranking person in sports. And mm-hmm. I, I call them and I say, do you know anybody? And they goes, of course I do. I know the person who would be your boss. And he goes, send me your resume. Email the resume. And uh, literally the next morning, the first email that I get was, uh, Hi, Rob. Uh, uh, I'm with uh, Top Golf Human Resources and would like to set up a call with you. So skip I had a call line. with. Skip the line. I, sk- I skipped the line. I skipped the line. So I uh, had an interview with uh, the HR guy. And uh, that was good. The HR one's kind of the. To me, the weirdest interview out of all of them. You don't really know what you're kind of getting into. You don't really know what kind of questions that you want. Uh, so I kind of asked some like very overarching like culture questions and talked to me about the position. They bring up kind of salary and compensation and give you a range and that kind of stuff. Does that fall within what you're looking for? Yes, it does. Um, you know, and you just kind of get it and just kind of give like a. It's almost like an elevator pitch about what you've done the last 17 years, right? You don't want to really dive in too deep because he's not the really the person that you're looking to. He's trying to qualify you. His job, I think, is to qualify you, or her job, but it was him this in particular time, to qualify you to make sure that when you get past to the next round, you're not a moron, right? And that fits the qualifications. So uh, Topgolf flew during this thing. Like, it was... I had an interview one day, and like four days next, I had the next one. So then I interviewed with who would be my boss, and uh, I like you know researched like crazy, you know, uh, you know what they where they used to work, um, you know, uh, 
where they went to school, all these type of things. I looked for articles. I looked for all kinds of stuff. And one of the things that uh, that helped was I said, you know, I was asking about like, I don't know, where'd you go? To, you know, uh, asking about my wife and my wife uh, works at a company called Amica Insurance. And he goes, oh, yeah, I used to do a deal with Amica when he was with the uh, Mavericks, uh, Dallas Mavericks. And I said, oh, yeah. Uh, he goes, yeah, a, a woman named Julie. I was like, oh, yeah, Julie did our deal in... Uh, in, in, Julie uh, won't do my deal. It, what the hell, Julie? <laughs> Julie doesn't work there anymore. I know. Uh, uh, so anyway, I told him that. I was like, oh, no, she left, and she opened some restaurant with her uh, new uh, with her husband, and yada, yada, yada. And it was like, oh, okay, you know people, right? Like, we made a connection, and it was like, then it was on, right? And uh, so I interviewed with him, and that day he goes, you're on the next one. And I was like, all right, that's good. And uh, I then go interview, since I have a region, right? So, like, Top Golf breaks up the country in the region, Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, you know, West, whatever. And uh, so I met with the other colleagues who are the same person as me, just have a different, you know, uh, region. And we went, hit it off with all of them, right? And just like talking through deals, talking about there. One of the questions that they always kept asking. Um, that I got asked a bunch. Why are you taking, like, why are you talking, like, why, why are you looking to move? Why are you looking to move on? And I gave the honest answer is like, you know, minor league baseball, I love it to death, but it's a grind and it's 17 years and, uh, of, I'm going to leave my house tomorrow at eight 30 in the morning to drop my kid off at school. And, uh, I'm going to get to the ballpark by, you know, nine 30 or so. And I'm going to be there until 10.30. And I get to go do that the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And there's no, like, I don't get to spend any time with my kids, right? Like, what am I doing? And there's got to be a better way to go about life. And I have found the thing I enjoy the most, which we just touched on, was uh, corporate partnership sales. This position allows me to... Uh, seems to allow me to have both of those. And that's extremely important to me. And I think if anyone ever listened to this podcast right before, I'm like the most open, genuine, like honest person to a fault. And I think they appreciated that. And it was not just like, oh, I'm trying to score the next big thing so I can go get a title promotion. I, people would see right through that. And um, so I then did that. I uh, then had the interview with... Um, the VP, uh, who was like the boss's boss. And then, uh, I then had to go down to, uh, Dallas where Topgolf is based. And I put a, they asked me to put together a presentation and like talk about a deal that, that you think, uh, that you could put together and how it would look like at Topgolf. Uh, and I spent a lot of time on that while also like trying to like you know work 12 game homestands and you hmm. know do the other job right it's like you don't want to lose any of this kind of stuff i put together some things and i was like and when i was putting them together this is kind of the test for me i was putting these deals together and i'm like this is fun like what i'm doing right now and brainstorming this kind of stuff and putting these imaginary deals together 
this is a blast. Like, I'm having fun just putting this document together, man. Like, this was fun just to do it, right? This cemented that I was making the right decision in my pea-sized brain <laughs> about doing partnership, uh, at least doing, the, like, the corporate partnership sales. Whether I get the answer right, I had no idea because I don't know anything about Topgolf, right? And I got down there. I put the presentation together. I had it. It's right here, actually. I got it. I had it, like, bound uh, and the whole thing, right? And uh, I go down there, and I start walking him through this. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Like, start walking us through this. And the best thing that he says is, you know, you might not be able to do all of these things because you just don't kind of get the product, but your thought process is right. You can teach me the rest of the stuff, right? Like, how the hell was I supposed to know you can't, like, uh, you know, I one of my ideas was to brand the, uh, you know, like the driving range cart that picks up all the balls. Yeah, yeah. I said, brand that. And if you hit it, like, you win a prize. <laughs> and uh, very minor league, right? Yeah. And he's like, you can't really do that. Our lawyers don't like when you're taking aim at other employees. And it's just <laughs> not great. And I was oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> In minor leagues, you can throw things at anybody you want. I can do whatever the hell we want to, right? Uh, but he was like, I like the thought process. Now you can take this and do this, and you can do it this way and that kind of stuff. Like, you can brand the cart, right? You can absolutely do that. But, you know, can't send don't hit them. Yeah. yeah. Do, yeah, right. So, like... <laughs> Do something else with it. Got it. I th get the thought process. And uh, then I got a phone call on a uh, uh, email on a Friday that says you're going to have an offer next week. And uh, I get the – and while I was down in Dallas, I talked to like four other people too. It's like I literally talked to, I don't know, ten people. Um, and I uh, uh, got the offer and uh, – you know, one of the things that always is kind of a sticky thing is money. And uh, I ask for uh, additional dollars. And he goes, yep. And uh, <laughs> like, it wasn't a ton. Right. It, was, it wasn't a ton, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was enough. And uh, I got a yes that quickly. I went, damn it, I should have asked for more. Made to think about it at least a little bit. But uh, uh, And then I said, all right, let me think about it. And uh, Amy and I talked, and it was like, this is a no, this is a no brainer. And I was in communication with uh, the Woo Sox all at the same time, you know, from the top down. And uh, I talked to them through this whole process about what's going on, what's happening. And uh, I sat down with uh, uh, Larry Lucchino, the chairman, and I and our first uh, interview ever. And I said, Larry, here's what I'm thinking, and. Uh, he goes, I think this is great for your family. I can't compete with the hours. And I say, uh, you're right. And uh, so we we kind of agreed at the time that that was the best one to go about. I also think I did that right so far, is they were a part of the process, right? So when we came to a decision, it almost felt like we came to it together. It wasn't, you know, middle finger in the air saying, you know, uh, if I could use a movie quote, uh, F you, F you, F you, you're, you're cool, cool, F you, I'm out. <laughs> um, right? So, like, it wasn't like that. Uh, and uh, it seemed to be going great. And, uh, you know, that was a few couple weeks ago. I told the staff. I wanted to make sure to tell the all the people who reported to me first. Yeah. And then told the overall, overall staff. So um, we did that a ways ago. I think the revenue staff, there's some people shocked. 
Um, and then, uh, uh, your partners well, were I, mad at you. That's how I much I like you. Yeah, your partners had, were mad at you. I had sponsors pissed. It's like you said we were gonna be in this together. You said I, you were gonna be my guy for a long time. What do you mean you're going? It's like easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doing this because you know family things. I think it's good professionally. It checks two major boxes for me. Like chill. And uh, they were fine after that. But uh, yeah, man, it's like well, uh, it's it, like a thing. It it's it's in a selfish way. It sucks for us at Fenway because we're losing our guy at the Woo Sox and we're not going to quote unquote work on a daily basis together anymore but your top golf is coming to Fenway Park in November which yeah, sold right. out in I was just looking at the sales deck for that today it literally sold out in two minutes not even kidding it's, insa- it's insanity it sold out in two minutes and I'm dying to know what partnership assets they have left because I'm going to like I'll be all over it. So I got the deck recently because someone reached out and inquired about Top Golf and sponsorship. So I could I'll fill you in. Send them um, to me. <laughs> yeah. So we're still technically going to work together on on Top Golf and Fenway probably for a long time because they're sold out in two freaking minutes. If anything, that tells me a Top Golf's coming to Boston sometime soon they got, because there's a clear demand. The but, thing with Boston though is like you know I don't know anything about anything right. This is not out in my uh, Top Golf realm, but like. The difference, the cost of land in Boston right now is oh, yeah. insanity. It, it can't right? like, be in Boston. It has to be in like probably no. Western, like in between Natick and Worcester, somewhere in that realm of like yeah, like Marlboro. Bur- Burlington, Burlington would be a good. Uh, one. I don't even know about Burlington. Burlington's pretty. All the tech companies. Oh, very yeah, Jesus. So, anyway, back to you. It's it's literally it's probably been a year and a half of you and I talking, not just because of your career, some internal politics. Stuff that you've dealt with that's made some for sleepless nights, your anxiety, your everything. Like, like it's right. It's just, it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a long, long, arduous process. And stuff has come up where you've mentioned, oh, this might be this opportunity or that. This was the first one that you were fired up for. I was like, yup. Everyone that works with me that heard about it was like, yup. Everyone that I've told that. Also, I've told about this is like, yep, this is amazing. This is great. It's a no-brainer. Because the other thing that we've discussed in this podcast, right or wrong, and I've been through it, you now have been through it, the stigma of the minor league is real. It's real. Real. It's real. It's stupid. It's real. It's real. You've now eliminated that completely. You are, quote-unquote, in the big boy era of selling, even though – I, people don't believe me when I tell them what the Woo Sox partnerships go for. Like your Woo Sox deals are, are bigger than most major league ballparks. Just so people understand. Yeah, you're right. There. You're right. They really are. So that's the thing we should have been going on anyway. But regardless, you're now going to a brand that everyone equates. My mom was like, "Oh, Top Golf. Yeah, I know Top. Like my mom knew who Top Golf was. So it's a rocket ship in that regard. Everybody who's anybody in sports knows who Top Golf is. It's owned by Callaway, right? It's owned by Callaway. Right. I gotta change my clubs. I have ping clubs. Oh man, I mean, don't don't tell that on the first day. So, I, you know what's funny is one of the uh, inter- one of the guys asked me. He's like, "Oh, you ever been to a Top Golf?" And I went, "Nope." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "I like your honesty. We'll have to change that." And I said, "Yeah, I actually, I was, uh, I had sick kids. I was actually going to drive to the New Jersey one, and uh, we just when games and everything. I just couldn't make it happen." Uh, but uh, I was at least honest when I said, no, I've never been to one. <laughs> no, I mean, we live in the Northeast. They're just finally getting up yeah. here. They're finally figuring out how they're figuring out the formula that goes with 
cold weather and hitting golf balls in the middle of December into <laughs> into a, a snowy uh, target practice. But yeah, right. The good news for everyone listening out there who's mostly younger or not, this process that Rob just went through it never ends, right? Like, yeah. Whether you're 22 and you're challenging yourself of what the hell do I want to do, or you're 40 and you're challenging yourself like what am I supposed to do now? I've done all this. Like that that thing that back of your mind and your gut. When you know, you know, and you've known now for a while, it was time. It just, pandemic showed up, pandemic showed up, not the great time, not the best for timing. You weren't going to just take any opportunity because you weren't in a bad situation where like you worked for the Boston Red Sox, AAA baseball team, you were opening a new ballpark. It could be a lot worse, all other things aside. And you just were able to pick and choose where you would align with and what you were going to go do versus like, just be like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to take anything that comes my way. And it, I, telling you, like this role and this opportunity to build something from the ground up with a brand such as them, they don't come around too often in our industry. It's a, it's 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 awesome. It's you're gonna you're and you're gonna crush it because you're gonna have that chip on your shoulder of like oh baby yeah you're, there, you're gonna go I, crush that, it. That's the the chip on the shoulder is real. And my wife always says you know uh, I'm the best at you know when I when you can say f you watch me, and. Uh, so like yeah, I'm gonna say f you, watch me, and then I'm gonna you know call it a night at you know five or six o'clock, be with my kids, not work on the weekends. Yeah, because let's, let's yeah. you're gonna you're gonna work from home, right? I am. I'm gonna. I don't have to move. I will work from literally this spot right where I'm at right now, um, and like I'm gonna we're gonna go and I'm gonna go we're gonna go and do like big things and i also say this too i'm anxious you know minor league baseball has this problem everything right this is not a worcester red sox thing but uh, every minor league team does like resources right like yeah one of those uh, <laughs> you know resource like uh you know there's someone to help you make like really nice decks yep there's someone to help you with um salesforce i've never even used salesforce i have no idea what salesforce is i own one stock of theirs by the way um uh there's um I can help you. Know, you. I sent an hour and a half Salesforce demonstration today. So if you want to know anything about Salesforce, I'm your guy. Just Perfect. call me. Uh I might be calling you about a lot of things. Uh and I take ten percent like, I take ten percent of your ten percent. That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh and uh so anyway, like there's a lot of and like you know, they have different software to help you find who they'll call the right person, right? And like, uh, you know, a, a sports business journal like Access, right? Like these things is like, you want me to spend how much to get sports business journal? Fine, let me see if I can get a free login, right? Like, it's those types of things that uh, you know. The I don't know. I'm just uh, you're going to the big leagues. You're going to the big leagues. Like you, yeah, you, you're going like, and I had that. When I left the minors, because I did it the reverse way. I went from the majors to the minors, back to the majors. And I, I and you're going to have this too. And this is what you and I have to, I miss the minors for a lot of reasons, right? Like there's a lot of reasons why I do miss the minor leagues. And there's a lot of reasons I don't. And the number one reason I don't is the hours and having a family. I feel like it would be really hard to juggle at this point in junction. And you are you are a little handcuffed financially. Like there's only so much you're going to make in minor league sports because the revenues just don't equate to what you can do at the major league or the top golf level. Right. So there's pros and cons all that aside, but 
the resources and the ability to kind of not have to work 15 hours to make less money at this junction in your life, you're going to love. You're going to love it. Like yeah. there, There's no way about it. That's going to be a huge bonus. It's like you make more money, you work less hours, you have more resources, you have more help. You're not on call 24-7. That is a massive lifestyle change. The biggest part, and you and I have discussed this too, and you can talk about it, there will be times because you're so used to that frantic lifestyle, you will be bored. I think one, uh, so I, was, I, yeah, I see that coming. The other thing that, uh, and I have talked to uh, people in minor league baseball who have left and now doing something else, right? And one, you know, the pandemic and, you know, Major League Baseball killed 20, you know, 40 minor league teams, right? Yep. So, um, so there's some people who know about that. And I, and I asked, I said, how long does it like, it's almost feel like you're getting out of jail, right? And you're like trying to, <laughs> uh, to get yourself back into real life. And I was like, how long does it take to like, you know, get into the groove, you know, to acclimate, uh, to be acclimated to, you know, non-baseball life. And they're like, you know, kind of like six to nine months. <laughs> and it's going to take you a little bit about, um, you know, getting there, you know, it'd be weird for you in, you know, he's like, you're basically getting into the uh, traditional off season now. Right. So like, that won't be weird for you. Just kind of be selling something else and you'll, you'll get that. He goes, what will be weird is like March and like opening day will come. And you're like, and it's it just like, it's just different. Right. And, uh, he goes, you might miss it then on like opening day. Um, he goes, but you'll get over it the day after opening day. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, you know, try that. That's the kind of stuff that I, you know, is, is the just working through. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you used to tell me your schedule and your calendar and your outlook. And it was like, mean, 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 you're going to have a, an adjustment to where your phone is quiet because nobody's calling you right to give you money. That's just not the way the world works. Yeah. Right. You got to be on it. You're going to be doing whatever you outbound is what you get inbound. And then you're not going to be having late night phone calls from employees. You're not going to be having these crazy discussions about having people to move cities. And it's just a different world that you're about to embark into, which is going to be a transition because you're so used to the other way. And I, I, I struggled with it for sure. I remember sitting on my honeymoon. I've been like, I was sitting in Bora Bora and on a hut and over the water. I've been like, what did I do? Like what happened? Like I used to be in charge of everything and now I'm just, not so like what 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 am i thinking and then it took a while to move through that and through the years and progression of getting used to not being like having the autonomy to just do whatever the hell i want because you were the guy or the girl that's a huge change of what is just so accustomed to your day-to-day -day life but on the flip side this afternoon like when I'm done working, I'm outside hanging out with my kids, playing in the bouncy house, jumping around, like having fun and like doing what I want to do versus having to be on call 24-7 or at a ballpark 24-7 or at a stadium 24-7. The other thing, too, is the other thing, you know what you're going to get you? Not that you can be a big adjustment for you. There's no off season, right? Yeah, right. I agree. There's no off season. I, you don't have an off season. That's what they said, too. That's what they said, too. You're kind of always, always going. Um, Top golf doesn't close, right? Like, so like you're not gonna have like oh this january through february or december quiet like it's no i'm constantly work like me 
one of the biggest transitions going to FSM is we don't have an offseason. The Red Sox stopped playing. Liverpool is playing. The Bruins are playing on Nesson. We have the Roush. We don't have an offseason. So yeah. it's your life will be 100% from a quality of life better, but you're accustomed to just going 24-7 for seven months straight to now have that not be the case. Is it gonna, It's going to be an adjustment. And the hardest thing I ever did for for when I finally walked back I went back to Albany for the first time after leaving the Devils, probably like a year later, I walked into the offices and I went into my old office, which was my office, and it wasn't mine anymore. And other people were there making decisions and not having me involved in that at all was a mind F like I couldn't ever imagine <laughs> that was good because I was, the, I moved the team there. I launched the team. I helped move the new logo. I helped get the lot. Like, I did it all, just like you've done the Worcester Red Sox. The next time you go back and you don't have that authority to make the call on something, it's going to be like... I got a little taste of it last week. You told me that, right? Like, like it's weird. Oh, they're already moving on without me. It's and, weird. Uh, it's really it's weird. We- it, it was weird. I, I'll say this. Like, you know, last week... So, personal side, like, my daughter got COVID. She's fine. Everything's fine. But, like, we were quarantined for you know, 10 days or whatever. So, um, uh, so I wasn't in the office for a bit and, uh, I just went into the office last week. Uh, and like on Tuesday, I think it was my first day. And, uh, so we get in there, I get it in there and it's like, they've kind of already started the transition. And if they're in like the third or fourth inning, like I'm look. I was at like first pitch. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, not ready uh, for you're like I'm not mentally ready for this. So it was hard. It's like not it's like you hear that you're like not included. Why are you not including the meeting? Right? And it's like at first like, Arr! and it was like, uh, it was just weird, right? Like your ego takes that, your ego takes a little bit of a hit. It's it, quite frankly your ego because you're like I did this. This is mine. What are you doing without me? It, it's true. It's like kinda. Yeah, kinda. Right. I definitely felt that. That subsided as we got through the week and the weekend. Um, and, you know, at the beginning, I was like, no, that's what I do, right? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. wait, you know, it kind of took me three or four days to, that's not the case anymore, right? And then by the weekend, um, you know, my sister came to a game on with her husband and her two friends on Friday and one of my college roommates who's uh, and the catcher of our baseball team at Springfield, him and his family uh, and uh, their like Little League team or something came on Friday as well. And that was the day that I was like, all right, you have the ability to make some really cool things happen. And you have a limited time left to do that here. Do it, right? So like... You know, take my sister in the suite. They sat in there. You know, uh, you know, uh, all the kids with uh, the little league team. Make sure that they were all taken care of. You know, taken behind. You know, anywhere that you can. Um, Dr. Charles Steinberg, our team president, has a phrase that he says is that he liked is like, you know, it's the baton and the wand, right? Like the baton is like, let's go do this together. Come on, you know, the you know, the let's all. One for all, all for one. And then there's the wand of, like, special things that you can do because you work in sports, right? And I think that I, starting Friday, I was like, 
Make sure you use the wand. The baton's done. Like, don't worry about the baton. But you can still use this wand, right? And for me, that was almost, it was just like, huh, all right. Like, oh, Steve, like, you're, let's go, you're going to go have fun, right? And, you know, Tracy, you know, let's do this, right? And it's like, that felt good. And I told Amy when I got home that night that that, that felt good and it was, you know, it was great. And I said, I got to find what the wand is, though, at Top Golf, right? I just don't know what it is. I'm sure that there is. They do some great work with not only charities, but, like, just taking care of people, right? Like, I want to make sure that I can still take care of people, which I'm sure that you can, and I'm sure that's a possibility, and I'm not worried about that. But I think Charles is right when he said the baton and the wand. We'll get the baton because we're like, hey, we're going to go do this, and we're going to go do it together. Let's go achieve something. That's fine. I got that. It's the one part that I'm going to have to figure it out when it comes to uh, well, top if, if I can, if I can ease your fears, does that make sense? Uh, yes, because the the one of the when we talk about this the the beauty and I'm going to do this to two part. The beauty of working in our industry for all the negatives that come along with it, the power to make someone's night or day or life better is the it's best awesome. part of our just overall day to day job. The good news, I will tell you, from a wand perspective, because of the relationships that you've made, the impact that you've had within the Fenway organization, Woosox included, the wand doesn't go away for you overnight after 17 years of doing what you've done in this business, regardless if like someone, like, I'm, I'm, it's going to be hard to get a kid excited because he gets to go to the Top Golf facility. See? But your connections and your obviously still tied now at Fenway Fenway and Top Golfer Partners that doesn't change you still have a wand to make people's abilities to go to a Red Sox game or a Woo Sox game or any other ballpark in minor league sports probably happen and come to fruition because of your just absolute doing it the right way for so long you call me you call Clarky or LaCamera or whoever at Fenway and say I need to take care of so and so you can still use that wand because you've been in doing this yeah. and the 17 years of it doesn't just go away overnight. And I can see, I can, I can attest to it because we've had enough people who have left Fenway or, or associates who are only here for a year, call us up and ask, Hey, can you do so? And you know what? We never say no, especially to people who are, we're close with who worked here, who gave their blood, sweat and tears. So I'll rest of Put those fears aside. Your wand is not gone. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I also think it's just a different. Uh, it's a different wand because you're it's not. Gonna, it's, it's exactly. You're not going to be the one doing it, which is almost, It's a good, honestly, more time for you and your kids and your family because you've earned it after 17 years and sleeping at ballparks and blowing fireworks all over the goddamn place. So I still did, by the way, this Friday. I'll do it again this so, Friday. So embracing. Embracing your new role, embracing your new freedom, embracing your new job with your new the new company, like all that to me, and like there wasn't even a hesitation in my mind to be like, this is one thousand percent the right thing for you. Just listening to how you spoke for the last year and a half, knowing you were going to leave at some point, but not to leave for the wrong thing. You are in such a good position because one, you're staying here. Don't, yeah, don't have to family. move. Thank God. Two, you're going to a, a thing that's never been done that's building up here in the Northeast. They're not even open yet fully. 
Yeah, right. And you have cities that you can only dream of from a sponsorship perspective of Baltimore, DC, New York, New Jersey, and Boston. Like, right? Like, if you were going to yeah. pick sponsorship cities for sports, those are the ones you'd want. So, yeah. um, it's awesome. And, like, I I can't wait to go to the Top Golf and actually, I've never been to a Top Golf. I've never been to Top Golf. So when you can wand me into going to play some top golf, we go to Edison, New Jersey, or uh, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm driving down there. I'm going to go down there and play some top golf because I know a guy. Right. I know a guy. I know a guy. Just like you know a guy to get you some tickets to Fenway Park. So, uh, cheers again to you. I know you. it was not an easy decision. It will never be an easy decision to leave something after 17 years. It's all you've ever known. It's all you've ever done. But. Couldn't be happier for you. You've earned it. Clearly, it wasn't even a hard decision for Top Golf to make to bring you on board. That speaks to what you've accomplished in the Meyer Leagues to get that stigma that comes along with the Meyer League resume off of it because you impressed them in the process. You did it all right. You left on great terms with Larry. You're sticking around with them for longer than when you actually are leaving. So that's all in the good position. And FSM, FSG has nothing but positive things to say about your next move and you. So yeah, we, uh, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. It, you don't get many, there's not too many situations where it ends up this clean and this good. I think, I think you're right. I think one of the things too, that I'm kind of proud of is like, I, you know, I have a good name. That makes sense. As in like, uh, people have, who have worked with me, you know, say positive things. And Marty brought in a, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a motivational speaker or I don't know, some speaker way back in the day. And they always talked about personal brand. I don't know if we've talked about this oh, on the yeah, podcast we, yeah, or not. We have. Right. So it's the most important that thing. Always has stuck with me. And it, before that meeting, the guy was named Jeff Beals, I think. And uh, before that, I never really thought about it. And it's like, all right, what do people, when they say, Chris Valente, when they say Rob Crane, when they say, you know, whatever, you know, Michael Scott, like our guy, Michael Scott, when they say the, the what are they, what are they, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it, oh yeah, great guy. Or is it like, oh, what an, that guy's an idiot. That guy's an asshole. Like he is like, what is that that comes up? And I think you can get that nuanced and obviously those are things to improve upon. Um, but like, I think that if you were to general, generally pull, not everybody, but generally pull, you say, hey, what do you think of that Rob Crane guy? Yeah, pretty good guy. Done, right? That's, I think, if I were to, you know, help people, you know, if we were to talk about this um, on, uh, you know, to, to others, I'd say, you know, your name matters. Your personal brand matters. And as you look for work, uh, especially as you get older in your career, right? Like it is way easier to find people who know you. And in the beginning part of your career, no one knows who the hell you are. You're kind of taking a risk and you're just trying to get going, right? But as, you know, I'm you know, 17 years into this thing and you start building a network, like your network can be positive and your network can be negative. And I think as you get older, it's more important to have a you know to make sure that it, you have a positive name and you got to be honest with yourself if that's the case or not well your personal brand within my five-year-old son's opinion <laughs> is very high <laughs> you got the number one fan 
He's uh, we're, we're, <laughs> so uh, we'll tell the story to to put a bow on this. You posted the video this afternoon, teasing big news, big, teasing the big news that we've covered for the last fifty minutes. Yep, from the backyard. And uh, Rachel was on Instagram swiping through, and and my son Zach saw the Rob Crane. Mom, that's Rob. <laughs> but she had to stop <laughs> and play the video. And then when I broke the news to him that we are going to go to your last game next Sunday Woo-hoo. and go to Rob's ballpark, he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, buddy, like we went to Fenway Park this week, but we're going to go to Rob's ballpark. He has his own ballpark next week to a baseball game. Do you want to go? He's like, uh-huh. Like he's like, <laughs> couldn't believe he was going to go to Rob's baseball park. So I can't wait to see him. He, uh, he will be bringing a ball to get signed by Mr. Rob Crane. Um, <laughs> I don't want to devalue the ball. No, he will. He, he, that, he, that ball that ball will be worth more than anything I've, give, I've ever probably given him. So <laughs> um, it's, uh, it really does speak to your personal brand that, I mean, I, I know the individual that helped you within this process, and that person is not going to put their name on the line for yeah, right. anybody. Um so that's something to hang your hat on and also know that the door is always open for whatever you need from us. And I also think that's one of the things that's weird, too. I was t- talking to Amy about this. When I was in uh, 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 Omaha, I knew I wanted to be a team president, and we just went through this, right? When I was uh, let go in Scranton, I knew I wanted to get back, right? There was the next thing. Truthfully, uh, you see the bottom of that glass? The glass is, the glass uh, is empty. There's a hole in it. Um, when I took this top golf thing, I have no idea what's next, and I'm like completely content with that. You know what though? And this it could be top golf forever. It could be the next. I have no idea. Like, there's not like that carrot. No, you don't of, need like, it. What? The, you already got like, the, I don't. You don't care. Need like, I'm good. Yeah, because you're going in. Yeah, no, I I get that, and that's we talked about. Other opportunities that came your way that people approached you on that we said, yep. no, because w- there's no transitioning out of those like opportunities. Like, what's next? You couldn't make a what's next because it was so pigeonholed. Where this and Topgolf, it's it's just a brand that is evolving and growing, and the job is huge. I mean, you, the North again, the Northeast, like, like there, there's no... There's no DC, bigger, Baltimore, Philly. There's no bigger area in the country for business than the Northeast, right? Like, there isn't. So, I, there's so much potential, whether it be within Callaway, Top Golf, Golf, PGA, whatever's next. Who cares? You have the right job now. The next will figure itself out when the times come. But you didn't go into a situation like I can't tell you, and you, I'm sure you've had this. People who've worked for you who have worked for me, who are like, I got to get out, I got to change, and they jump into a situation, they jump into the next situation, and they just keep changing jobs because it's the wrong one from the onset, and they can't figure out that right move. You did it meticulously. You did it slow. You Everyone you talked to, I mean, did anyone, uh, and, and did anyone in your network that you had this conversation with give you any pause about taking this role? Not even a little bit. Amy and I said... You know, we were talking. I mean, we Amy and I talked about this for hours, and uh, we were like, "All right, it's decision time." And I said, "Aim. If it's not this, if you say no, if we say no to this one, what are you saying yes to?" Correct. 
You're gonna move. Right. Like, you're moving likely if you take whatever else comes along. That this is good. What you're are you moving. saying? This is like, I work from my basement, and it's like, uh, I will work from my basement or wherever. But um, I don't have to move. Like it just, it feels good to make what you anticipate to be the right decision, right? And um, I, uh, you know, uh, we gotta wrap this thing up. But I. Um, you know, do we? Do we? Do we, we, we don't no, have to. There's no rules. There's no timeline. I mean, we could do a 34-hour podcast if we wanted to, but um, you know, truthfully, you were like my psychiatrist during all of this. I would be high sometimes. I'd be low sometimes, and you really helped guide me. And truthfully, I I can't thank you enough. I I mean that from like the bottom of the bottom of my heart. Because without you and talking through this every week for really, I don't think that I, I don't know where the hell I'd be. And you provided me unbelievable guidance and were a great uh, someone I could just talk to and understood it. And I am truly grateful for that. So a sincere thank you. It's literally none needed. It was my pleasure, and like I said, in terms of the whole time of the process, it was it was easy and clear once it all came to fruition. And, and this, it, it comes down to, and this is where I think you need to sometimes take a step back, and you're going to have a pinch yourself moment. Everything you did for the last 17 years led you to hear all the sacrifices, all the moving, all the hours, everything you've done has led you to put you in this situation that we talk about this industry of how hard it is and how much you don't make and everything that you have to do to get to this point today. That's all you. And look, everyone needs a sounding board. Everyone needs that ally. And having gone through it myself, I was giving you my life experiences that I knew that was going to be the one, the challenges and two, the good part of it. And I think it just, we were just, you and I were both waiting for this right opportunity that was just going to check so many boxes that you've earned and look i have no doubt but the next year of our podcast will be talking about the deals you're closing and the coolness like as i actually i'm actually genuinely curious of what you guys do sell because <laughs> like in terms of like same what, i had to, they had to educate me I, i'm i'm i saw I'm that because i saw the fenway deck and i was like oh but that's just fenway park so like but what about like actually a top golf location regardless the brands you're going to speak to the people who are going to pick up the phone because it is top golf the magic wand that you talk about, you're going to have so much access to so many different people and so many different places. It's going to be a fun ride. And to watch you take this to where this is going to go and build it from the ground up. Oh, I'm here for the content for the for this features <laughs> content. So again, the, the glass is now bottomless. It's, it's apparently got a hole, like I said, empty, but it's, this is truly a celebration. It's not, in any way, shape, or form, a sad day. It's it's clear. It's everything you've worked for and earned with your family. Your family has earned this. Your like you said, Amy has been through Battle Creek, maybe. <laughs> yeah, she was in Battle Creek for a year. So Omaha for six. It's it's really the culmination of all that to lead to today. And from there, you have another 25, 30 years to go. Well, who knows what's next? <laughs> but at this junction. It's awesome, and I couldn't be happier for you. And I literally can't wait to go to Top Golf and embarrass myself. We're trying to hit those <laughs> targets, 
against the kids. The, the kids. Well, but we'll go. We're playing golf in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, right? and who's it? Me, you, Tommy, and and Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy is next level. Like. Abs- yeah, he is a stick. Absurd, absurd. I mean, his dad's a golf pro in Florida, so like, he grew up. I got it on the court. Like his business trip to. Uh, Florida, I think his his swing. I don't know if I want to go to Florida right now. <laughs> oh yeah, COVID like crazy. <laughs> no, maybe we and don't. there's a tropical storm. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Florida's on a different level. But anyway, to our Florida listeners, stay safe. Um, but yeah, we catch do, up on the podcast. We, I, I'm looking forward to celebrating next Sunday. I'm looking forward to everything Same. that's next. But a huge congratulations for all of you out there listening to this. Just know it doesn't end. Whether you're 22, whether you're 40. These conversations, these life career changing moments will never stop if you're good at what you do because you're going to be presented with opportunities. They're going to force you into these situations to make tough choices. And when the rubber meets the road, you have to make them. And Rob, again, no looking back, moving forward. I can't wait to sell some top golf at Fenway Park in November. Congratulations. Yep. Cheers to you and your family. Thank you. Clink. I'm empty too. Clink. Clink. And I mean that there's nothing left to say. This is our biggest right. podcast ever. This is our biggest podcast ever. And we'll talk uh we'll talk about uh, the the last game on uh, the next on next week. Yeah, well Zach drooling over his, his favorite <laughs> on the world. <laughs> He's gonna get speechless when he meets you when he sees you in person. Oh, it's gonna be great. Hi right, my friend. A million thank yous. That was fun. Um, and uh, I'll talk to you later later bud see ya